Welcome into the Unnamed MMA Podcast. I'm Adam Abdallah, along with Jordan Sherwood. Follow him on Twitter at woodon1063. Follow me on Twitter at Adam A. Abdallah. We're here to break down another UFC fight night. This one's got some great fights on it as well. Just like the last fight night that we saw last Saturday, Jordan, should be a good one as we, I say we, but it's really you, got back to the winning ways. I told you there was only one way to go but up. From having that bad week a couple weeks ago, won a, a few fights, some, some tickets cashed. And now we move on to the next one here as we've got some pretty good fights here on this card coming up on Saturday night. Yeah, I mean, also that's the joy of the UFC having essentially a fight card every single week. So when we have a situation like at UFC 274 where we were 0-4 with the picks that we talked about on this podcast, we bounced back. We did lose the Joe Lozon Donald Cowboy Cerrone fight for a second yeah. time, and now they're refusing to rebook it. Actually, news just broke. I'm not sure who, when you are listening to this podcast, but news broke early Thursday morning that Cowboy Cerrone now is going to step in uh, for Bobby Green and rematch Jim Miller. So it's going to be a matchup at lightweight between Cowboy Cerrone and Miller in a few weeks where the winner is going to be the uh, sole record holder of UFC wins of with 24. Mm. They each have 23 right now, I believe, tied with Andre Arlovsky. Uh, they have both set the record for most UFC appearances. Should be a great fight for as long as it lasts. I'll say right now I'm looking heavily at the under, and I'm looking heavily at a similar matchup. Jim Miller's a guy that is fast out of the gates, can beat you on the feet, Better on the ground, Cowboy Cerrone succumbs to early pressure. But if Cowboy Cerrone survives the first round, round and a half, he's likely going to have Jim Miller's number. So my early lean, I haven't looked at the lines, would be the under and Jim Miller to win the fight. All right. That sounds like, I mean, yeah, because we saw, we were about to, I think we woke up uh, Saturday morning and saw that the fight was off again. I was so like, pissed. I, I, again? So pissed. It was like the one fight that I was so looking forward to. I mean, yeah. they were all great fights last Saturday, but that was the one, especially because we had two selections in it. We had Lozon as the money the money line pick at plus 145 and the Lozon Cerrone under at one and a half. They which probably was also couldn't get a horse money, to uh, bring him to, That's the, what to it the octagon. Was. They really wanted that. They that couldn't get the horse. Cash. Yeah, they wanted the horse, and they're like, well, we can't get a horse. We had to cancel the fight is yeah, what we're doing. Exactly. Um, Cerrone wouldn't come out unless it's with a horse. All right, let's start previewing this UFC fight night. We'll start here with the first fight on the main card. Uh, Chris Curtis against Rodolfo Vieira. Uh, Vieira is a plus 110 underdog. Curtis is minus 130. The favorite here, he's looking to get his third straight UFC victory, but Vieira is a slight dog that's in his way. He throws big punches. He's good. He's got good takedown ability as well. Is there an upset in the cards here for Chris Curtis as we start with his main card here on UFC Fight Night? Well, Chris Curtis is the favorite right now. Yeah. He's 2-0 mm -hmm. oh in the UFC. He took his first fight on short notice, knocked out Phil Hawes, uh, won his second fight in impressive fashion. So he's looked very good and a guy that you know took a long time to get to the UFC octagon. And he talks about that, that he's not wasting any time. And Obviously, that's the case because his his nickname, all-action fighter or all-action Curtis, that's exactly what he is. He's an explosive athlete, veteran experience, knockout power against a guy in Vieira who actually I'm quite surprised is a slight underdog. If at anything, I would have had this this fight handicapped as a pick'em because this guy is is one of the best ground specialists we've ever seen mm -hmm. in the UFC and mixed martial arts. This guy is a multiple-time Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu world champion. He's one of those guys that has such acumen in the grappling department and then is evolving somewhat 
as a mixed martial artist. And I think people are still sour on him because despite his last time out, he looked impressive. He submitted the guy in about a minute and a half. But prior to that, uh, he actually was submitted. He gassed out in a fight that he was winning in the first round, couldn't get the finish, and then he... You know, a Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu world champion black belt uh, gets submitted in his fight. So that's why I think people are down on him. Plus the fact, too, you know, he's going to have suspects stand up against a guy in Curtis who doesn't succumb to submissions. So when I look at this and I look at how you would, how I'm going to handicap it is, I think there's going to be a finish, and I think there's going to be a finish within a round and a half. I think either Vera is going to do what he does, and that's, Get the fight to the ground, lock up an arm, or you know, uh, you know, get in a, a rare naked choke, and and that's typically what he looks to do, and looks to do it quite frequently, quite often, and very quickly. If he can't do it, then you're going to start to question the cardio because that came into play in his fight against Anthony Hernandez, the one that he lost, and I think Curtis will have enough takedown defense and power to likely knock out or or stop Vera. So the pick for sure for me. Adam is under a round and a half. I think there's a finish. I think it's a dollar fifty, dollar forty-five. So the books expect it as well. But I'm going to slightly lean on Vera to get his hand raised as the underdog. Ooh, okay. Because of his ability to 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 get the fight where he wants, and he is head and shoulders above Chris, you know, Curtis. And that's no disrespect to him. It's, he's head and shoulders above most people in mixed martial arts when the fight gets to the ground. And I think he's evolving enough as a mixed martial arts fighter, to not succumb to a Boyd's Craig knockout or, or some sort of power. And he's lear- he learned his lesson in the loss against Anthony Hernandez that he can't just be storming out of the gates trying to get the finish in the first minute, minute and a half, that he's going to have to reserve some of his cardio to get a win. So the pick for sure, under a round and a half, should be an exciting fight for as long as it lasts. Slight lean on Vera to get his hand raised, especially because he's the underdog. All right, so you've got that under. It's minus 140 right now, under a round and a half. If you want to take uh, Vera on the money line, like I mentioned, that's plus 110. If you want to take Vera by submission, we're looking at plus 175. There. So, so if you think it's going to end early, you think Vera is going to go, you think it's going to be by submission, we're going to go with Vieira plus 175. You have or, to. That's how he's going to win the fight. I well, mean, yeah. granted, yeah, it's, it's it's MA. Like, you could land something and knock him out. But he's he he wins fights All by right. submitting guys. Hey, I like a plus 175. I'll sprinkle on it whenever I can. That's perfect. I love that. Our next fight here on the main card. The last name will ring some bells for sure. We've got Umar Nurmagomedov against Nate Maness here. Now, this is, he's minus 1050. Minus 1050 right now. Manus stop! Stop is, what you're doing. Okay, stop. Not you. Stop what you're doing. I, I was saying, I'm people, talking. People listening. <laughs> I mean, stop because you because those odds. Yeah, don't make any sense. Plus the fact that even putting him to a parlay, like you're gonna have to stuff three. It doesn't matter. The parlay fights is, into parlay. Okay, you use Fanduel. I use Fanduel. Yep. At Fanduel right now, when I looked at it prior to us recording the podcast, so again, this is Fanduel uh, on Thursday afternoon. Mm-hmm. Is plus one forty five. For Umar Numagomedov to win via submission. It is the only book that I've found offering those at dog odds. Every other book that I've looked at has it as the favorite. And mm. the way that Umar Numagomedov is going to win the fight. Because quite frankly, that's how he wins fights. Yeah, absolutely. He submits you. He did that in his last fight against Brian Kelleher. So I'm telling you right now, just pause the podcast. Go to DraftKings. Or just go, go to um, uh, FanDuel. 
and look and get that submission at plus 145 because that's what I grabbed it at before recording this podcast. I'm seeing it right now by submission. Yeah, plus 145 still. It, I don't I understand how it, it's, it's still. It, it I'm going to lock it in. I'm going to lock it in right now. Yeah. by submission. Now, he does, he is very good with his feet, meaning the dude fires off a lot of kicks. Is there any concern that he clips Manus at all with one of those and gets a clean shot and knocks him out and we get a knockout that way? I, I don't think so because I think Nurmagomedov at the end of the day, is, 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 is he goes back to being Nurmagomedov. He, he goes yeah. back to what he knows. Yeah. Get the fight to the ground and just grapple and control. The thing about it is, is unlike his cousin, Habib Nurmagomedov, who just likes to control the guys and if there's a, he'll hunt for submission, he'll, he'll grab it. Umar looks for the submissions. Yeah. He looks to end the fights. And Nate Manis is going to bring him the type of fight that he wants. A pressure fighter. A guy that also is going to want to look to get the fight to the ground. Utilize his own grappling acumen. His own grappling and, and wrestling that he has. So, Umar, Umar has been submitting people when he's been in the octagon. I'm shocked. Again, it's the only book that I've seen at FanDuel that has it at plus money for him to win via submission. Go get it. Quite obviously not going to put him into a parlay minus 1,100. Uh, it so doesn't do anything for it. your price. If you know anything about gambling, and we're telling you here, if you don't know anything about gambling, putting a minus 11, like if you've got a minus 350, a minus 200, something like that, that's worth it to build the parlay around. Minus 1050, minus 1100, that doesn't do anything for you. That's, that's putting down $1,100 to win $100. Like, it's not, it does nothing for your parlay. So, sure, you want to add it to win, like, five extra dollars? Fine. Go ahead. But add the submission. Add the, and do you think this goes, uh, do you think this goes under or over the round and a half? I, I think, I think you have, I, I think, if anything, it would probably go over. Okay. Just because then that's also leaning into Nurmagomedov, not being able to get a quick submission. Manis, you know, is a Fair. guy that also has some grappling, uh, you know, skills with him. So it's not going to be a quick finish like I believe with Vieira and Curtis okay. like we were talking about earlier on. All right, so we'll just grab that. We'll say a, pl- a simple plus 145 right off the bat. We'll grab that. All right, our next fight, the big boys. Not the not the greatest fighters uh, in the UFC. No. Uh, Josh Parisian against Alan Badeau here. Uh, he's a minus one twenty favorite Parisian at even money at plus one hundred. But these are the big boys. These are the heavyweights here. And uh, uh, Alan hasn't won in four years here in the UFC. The, I, I like we're just. Uh, well, first of all, why is this on the main card? Second of all, like, are we just like there, just picking two big guys to put yeah, together there, so there's, there's a heavyweight fight on there, the card? There's something about the apex, the fights at the apex. Low-level heavyweights make the main card. There, there's something about it, and granted, a lot of the times you get a finish because of the, the, the they just hit hard. You know, they they go for about a round, and and that's all they have in them. This this fight makes no sense to be on the main card. Uh, quite frankly, if you recall, we were we were handicapping a fight with Alan Boudot uh, in his last fight. I said, I think point blank on the podcast, uh, I don't know why this guy's in the UFC. He he he's yeah. not UFC talent. Guess what? He's on a main card now. No no no. Guess what? I'm backing him to win this fight. Yeah, I'm backing him to win this fight. He, huh. he, I think he wins this fight. Josh I mean, Pur- it's only minus 120. That's not like uh that's not you know. I mean, it's not a huge favor to be putting money on. So yeah, that's but those I mean, are but decent again, odds. Going from going from a guy that says it doesn't that, that should be you know bagging groceries somewhere to yeah. now I'm going to back him to win the fight because Parisian is a guy that also big heavyweight, six four two sixty five, but mm-hmm. a stand up fighter, a guy that's not going to threaten Badeau, uh, I believe with with takedowns. Be worrisome about submissions. Boudot's going to be able to kickbox with him, utilize his Muay Thai. 
his skill set. And quite frankly, Boudot, even though he did lose the fight that I told you he was going to lose on the last podcast, uh, looked okay. Like, he was yeah. in there for, for a little bit of time before uh, the, the, he lost the fight. So, yeah, at a dollar twenty in a fight that I think is going to provide him an, an easy avenue to win against another guy that I'm questionable about his UFC caliber talent, I'm going to back Alan Boudot to win the fight at a dollar twenty. All right, that works for me. Hey, I mean, listen, it's only a dollar twenty, like you said. That's not like super high odds you'd see for a UFC fight. So that's something that that I think that's it's worth putting money on as well. Uh, I like watching the big dudes fight, even though it only lasts a, a couple minutes of quality fight, and then they're just kind of huffing and puffing their way around the octagon until right. one of them lands something. But hey, that's fine. You want every card? I feel like needs. A heavyweight, and this is this, this is going to give it. This to you. is the one for this card, right? But I, but again, you mentioned like the time and stuff like that. Like I don't have a feel for like the the total on yeah. the rounds because I think we could be in a situation where we are seeing a lackluster three round fight yeah. where you know Budo is just landing some leg kicks and and, and outpointing a Parisian. So uh, well, no, from- see if you if you figured it out if you've been listening to the unnamed MMA podcast for a little bit now if you've heard a few of these. I hunt for method of victory when you've got the minus 320s, the minus 250s, because mm-hmm. to me, that's not worth putting, unless you're building a parlay around it. To me, that as a gambler, that's not worth throwing $300 down to win $100 or $30 to win $10 or whatever you're comfortable gambling, right? So when I look at, if you're like, okay, this guy's for sure going to win the fight, then I look at the method of victory. That's where I'm looking at, you know, Nurmagomedov to win by submission at plus 145 because it's minus 1050. You know, like that's some, that's why I'm looking for value there. So at minus 120, I don't need to hunt for value. Just win the fight. I don't care how you win. Knockout, submission, raise your hand at the end by points, whatever. As long as your hand is raised at the end of the fight, I don't care. You're winning me money at minus 120. That's fine. I'm comfortable with that. So there's no reason to hunt for method of victory there or whoever, you know, whoever's cardio can last past, you know, the th- the first round or whatever it is. So we'll just go with the minus 120 money line right there. Uh, our next fight, Neil Magny, who is 26 in nine, is a plus 320 underdog against Shafkat Rachmanov, who's minus 390 there, the favorite. So we're going to be hunting for a, a, a method of victory there. But he is 15 and 0. He's got eight knockouts, seven wins by submission. I mean, he's he's just an all-around great fighter, great grappler, great striker, can do everything against Neil Magny, who I mentioned is 26-9 and and has a fantastic resume of fights underneath his belt. This one should be a great fight. It should, and, you know, it's... It's who Neil Magny is. I mean, he, I think, has the record for welterweight fights right now, and, and he's still relatively young. He's a guy that that's an all-action fighter, uh, very tall, lengthy for the, for the division, fights at an extremely high pace, only really loses to the upper echelon of the welterweight division, and a guy that also very rarely gets finished. And when he does get finished, I think the last time that he was finished, which was in 2018 against Santiago Ponzinibbio uh, in a main event fight, it was in the fourth round. And prior to that, you know, he did have a first round finish loss against Rafael Dos Anjos back in 2017. The reason I'm bringing up these statistics about him getting finished is because, as you just alluded to, Rachmaninoff is a finishing only machine. Finishes. He only finishes. He only, that's, 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 that's all he does is finish. 15 wins, 15 finishes, and like, oh, 
eight KOs, seven submissions. Like, yeah. he's not just, like, knocking guys out left and right. This guy is a monster. This guy is a monster and literally like looks like a monster. He wears uh, Viking horns and a uh, he killed like a bison on the way to the weigh-ins. Like that's what he wears Love like it. to to and and it's part of his shtick. It's part of his personality. And I think and everybody else believes that not just me that this guy is a future potential either future title challenger or a a future champion just by the way that he's he's looked. Now this is a dramatic step up in competition. Neil Magny has been hanging around the top 10, the top 15 uh, for years in the welterweight division, and, and Rachmaninoff has not fought anybody yet in the UFC in the top 15. Um, I'm expecting Rachmaninoff to win, but it's not really worth it because he's he's 310. Um, I think it's going to be very difficult to finish Neil Magny. Neil Magny presents you know a situation based on his size, based on his game, that he doesn't put himself in finishing situations, situations where he's going to get finished. Uh, when he did get finished against Rafael Dos Anjos, Dos Anjos was able to get him to the ground where, you know, RDA is a Brazilian jiu-jitsu black belt, and he just out-muscled him and, and, and put him in an arm triangle, which was a fantastic first-round finish. So uh, my play on this is going to be the over because I think Neil Magny is going to look to, to utilize clinch uh, up against the cage, dirty it up a little bit, and really prevent the fight, even though he's got length from being at a distance from Rachmaninoff because he's just outstanding from distance. So uh, the play is on the over at over one and a half for Neil Magny to be use his veteran savviness to survive enough of the time to get it into the what would, would be the later rounds because that would be interesting to see. Magny's got great cardio, and Rachmaninoff has, has not seen a third round in his mixed martial arts career. All right, so you've got the over there at one and a half. If we're looking at method of victory here, just to look at it, just to, just to see yeah, if there's yeah, anything yeah. that you tickles want to your fancy. Uh, uh, Rachmanov by to win by knockout is plus one forty. Uh, Rachmanov to win by decision is plus two forty, uh, and by submission is three to one at plus three hundred. So any of those that you think would be the most because here's the problem: fifteen and zero, but they're split. Like he just finishes, so you can't like I. I Maybe an inside the distance, if, if, if play there. If you think it's it, he's going to get, fi- if you think he's going to finish Magny, but again, Magny's tough to finish. This is a very hard to handicap fight. So maybe we just throw that all out, just play the over one and a half, and just call it a day. Yeah, I think I think that's a safe bet. If not, if you don't know where to go and you don't want to risk it, then then you play the decision. You play the decision and you back and believe that you know again, Neil Magny not going to put himself in a situation where he's going to get. In a uh, you know in a finishing situation, he has been finished again. That that first round was in 2017. I think he's had like 10 fights since then. He's won most of them, uh, and, and he's just he, he he just knows how to avoid those damaging damaging situations. And and you know quite frankly, also like Neil Magny, you know he's been in there with killers. He's been in there with guys that will hunt for the finish. I mean Jeff Neal, who who he had two fights ago, defeated. He's a finisher. Uh, mm-hmm. Robbie Lawler is a Hall of Fame finisher, and he he beat him. Um, so Neil Magny's got experience with with guys that are killers. It's just that Rachmaninoff is is again he's on this Kamzat Shemaev type of you know momentum belief that he's going to be a future champion. Yeah. And certainly, uh, I expect his hand raise, and I think the over is the play. All right, our main event: Armin Sarukian versus Mateusz Garmat. Gamrot, sorry, and it, it is a huge favorite for Sarukian, minus 280 right now. Gamrot's plus 235 right now. This should be a great main event. I, the winner here should be 
move themselves into the top 10 in this uh, division here, into the lightweight division here. I mean, you've got uh, Arman Sarukian, who's 25 years old. Gamrot's 30 years old, so you've got a little bit of age difference there. But this should be an absolute g- great fight. But again, the favorite here, pretty heavy favorite here at minus 280. This fight sucks. This, really? This, this fight, no, no, no. You'll, you'll, this, here, here's why. Oh, to handicap? Not to handicap. This fight sucks is because, like, this is the type of fight that, like, 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 prior to the NCAA tournament coming out, like the bracket of 68 coming out, like, you've got two teams that you think, okay, final four, and then yeah. they play each other in the first round. Oh, like, okay. Th- these guys should not be fighting each other because they are two huge, big-time prospects in the lightweight division that, quite frankly, should be, could be future champions or future title contenders. <laughs> I thought all my research was awesome. Like, you're like, the door off. I'm like, I'm like, I was like, this, this fight's, fight's awesome. Gonna, this fight's going to be fight's awesome. awesome. You've got two dudes that are trying to get into the top ten. Like, these guys are all, like, they're close. They're, they're, they're you know, one's a little bit older, but as far as, uh, you know, their skill set, they're really close. You're like, nah, this fight sucks. Nah, this like, fight's wait, awesome. No. It should be happening now. It should be, it should not be happening now. This fight's awesome. This fight's sick. Like, it should be a pay-per-view and not exactly, a UFC fight Exactly, a pay-per-view. Yeah. And, like, yeah. the winner, like, is fighting Islam Makachev. Yeah. Like, that, uh-huh. I mean, that's the ser- yeah. I mean, these guys are two outstanding grapplers. Uh, you know, Tazrukian probably a little bit more evolved and, like, powerful. But Gamrot's, you know, Gamrot's got some issues. And quite frankly, Gamrot, even though he's the underdog, I mean, his resume is much better, in my opinion, than Tazrukian. I mean, mm-hmm. you look at who, who Gamrot has fought. He, he, he stopped Scott Holtzman. Scott Holtzman's a veteran, been there a long Jeremy Stevens, he just completely ran through, who's, you know, a, probably a Hall of Famer. Uh, and then Fiera. I mean, Fiera's a top 15, top 10 yeah. lightweight. Um, you know, Tazrukian, you know, he's good, and he's got powerful, and, he, and everybody's pointing to his UFC short-notice debut. He lost to Islam Makachev, but was the only guy really to survive and actually do well against Islam and went three hard rounds with him. It's funny. This is what, what's going to happen as happens in mixed martial arts. It's going to it's going to depend on who who has the stand up advantage because you got two very powerful wrestlers. Um, I think Armin's going to get a finish. I do. I think he's his trajectory is a lot better. He's going to be able to put himself in a position with his top game. We saw that with, in his victory over Joel Alvarez. Uh, I believe his last time out. So um, Armin. Uh, inside the distance is going to be my recommendation. Just get a little bit more value because that that two sixty uh, is is just it's not great at all. So if maybe you're maybe you're putting him in a parlay, but Gamrod is no slouch. He's twenty and one for a reason. But I think uh, Armin is 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 a future title guy. We saw how talented he is, so I like him inside uh, the distance. So will the fight go the distance? The answer to that is no. At minus one twenty five, I like that too. Yeah, yeah, that that's safe yeah. because you know, again, Gamrat too is a finisher. We saw him three finishes in the UFC mm-hmm. in his three UFC fights. So that could be a safe play if you don't want to play back either guy. So maybe I'll flip it to that because I'm yeah. not. I don't want to disrespect Graham Rodney. Again, he's twenty and one for a reason. Yeah, and then if you want to go, you know, uh, 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 Armin by. Uh, let's see here. By decision is plus uh, one fifty. Uh, by knockout is plus two forty, and by submission is four to one at plus four hundred. So I mean. Look by decision here for both these guys. I feel like the uh, the Vegas Vegas odds makers are thinking this one goes the distance for them because they're saying if the shortest odds of method of victory is plus one fifty Sarukian by decision. Yeah, so, well, I mean it, it makes it makes sense because yeah. they're looking at these guys. It's going to be a very strong grappling heavy uh, fight. So that that means there's going to a lot of be time spent in the clinch and in control, top game uh, scrambles. 
but I, I don't believe it. I, I think both of these guys got to go out there. They know they have to impress, mm-hmm. in, impress in, in, in a dominant fashion and dominant win. And how do you go and bow and do that and get yourself into the top five, top seven of the lightweight division? You go out and you, you finish in another guy. So that's what I'm expecting. So if you're looking for a quick recap with the main event, we're going to go inside the distance at minus 125. We're going to go with Magni in that fight uh, over one and a half rounds. We're going to go Boudot by just straight up uh, money line minus 120. Uh, Umar Magnumetov by submission at plus 145. Grab that now. Do not now. wait until now. Saturday. Do it. Do not wait until Saturday. By submission at plus 145. And then the uh, Curtis uh, Vieira fight. We're going to go Vieira by submission at plus 175. And the under in that fight at, my, at uh, one and a half rounds at minus 140. Anything on the undercard? That's a loaded. That is a loaded main card right there. Anything on the undercard that you're looking at right now? I think uh, just a straight up play on uh, Sergey Morozov uh, against Julian Paiva. You know, Paiva is a guy that was in the flyweight division, struggled to make weight, bounced up to the bantamweight division. Actually, a guy that I backed against Sugar Sean O'Malley. He wasn't successful, got stopped via strikes. I don't like how he's looked in back-to-back fights uh, at 135. Sergey uh, has very strong boxing to credit with his wrestling. I don't think the length and size of, of Paiva is going to you know, cause some issues. So uh, Marazov via uh, or Marazov just straight up money line to win the fight. All right, and that is UFC Fight Night Sarukian against Gamrod. You can check us out on Twitter. I'm at Adam A. Abdallah. That is Jordan Sherwood. He's at at Wood on 1063. Make sure you praise him when he wins and just, you know, don't go to Twitter when the, when the fights <laughs> lose. Just don't, don't open up the app. You don't want to feel that. You don't want to feel that pain. We'll be back next week to preview another UFC. We got another UFC Fight Night next week? I, even, I forgot to even look this week. No, we it's, it's the big we got one. A pay-per-view. Oh, that's right. It's the big one. That's right. That's it's the actually, big it's one. actually the fight where Cowboy is fighting Jim Miller. That is. I just well, because I was looking to find odds for that one, and I don't believe they're posted yet. At least on uh, on Fanduel. Yeah, this fight not... card. This fight card's sick. Yeah, this is. I mean, this is a great one. You've got it's Misha Tate fighting on this fight. You've got Alex Pereira fighting you've on. Got this Sugar fight. Sean O'Malley on this card. Yeah. Uriah Hall, Robbie Lawler, Adesanya, Jalen Turner. Here's the main card. This is a great, great card. So make sure you check us out. We'll try to. We'll try to maybe record a little bit earlier next week so we can preview so you can get this one in. It is a holiday weekend after all. You've got plans next weekend, so maybe we'll try to get this one in a little bit earlier. We'll talk off. We'll have the off-air production meeting about that Uh, Jordan so make sure you tune in next week for an unnamed MMA podcast he's Jordan Sherwood I'm Adam Abdallah thank you for listening